a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Washugal MX review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, round nine of the Lucas Oil MA Pro Motocross Championships down, uh, and uh, three more to go. Lots of cool things that happen at uh, Washugal, and uh, we'll talk all about it. Each year, Fly Racing develops, tests, and improves its products in a never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. This year. The first to integrate the BOA system uh, in their flight hydrogen line. Fly Racewear offers unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear. And for 2018, they've created the lightest, most comfortable, and durable gear yet. Gear that lasts and gear that performs. Ride after ride, race after race. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, their the 18 gear launched at Washugo. Looked good. A lot of guys out there in it. And uh, and we thank those folks for coming on board with this podcast. Also, too, presented by Alpine Stars. You know the Tech 10s, and you know Tech 8s, and everything else that A-Star makes in the boot category, and you know how good those are. Well, they've got a whole line of protection products as well. The BNS Tech Carbon... Uh, uh, neck support system, the A1 Roost Guard, which is a CE certified uh, chest plate that you can wear under or, or uh, over the jersey, and also to the Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace. The great quality of A-Stars uh, is now in a line of protection products, so if you're an A-Star fan, and who isn't, please check out their protection line, and uh, yeah, you know A-Stars, and flyracing.com again. Thanks thanks to those guys, uh, Pike, Baggett, Benny Bloss, many others in uh, in fly racing. So, all right, let's talk some Washugal. From Marv's double moto sweep to that nutty 250 class to everything else, I'm Steve Mathis. With me here in the studio for this one. That's why we're doing it a little bit late because we wanted to get these two in studio to uh, to talk about it. From Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, trying to regroup. The early morning flying down here, mm-hmm. but uh, all good. It's definitely a lot more fun for me to be in studio both for this show and for tonight. So because because you love Bassets or because you, it's just better. Uh, I'd say the overall package. Okay. Yeah. The Bassets. Bassets. And everything. Cracked egg. Right. Uh, and honestly, it's just, yeah, we all do these shows from the phone typically, and right. it's not, you know, it's nothing like being here. Uh, how was the launch from Fly Racing? Were you pleased with it? Listen, if you got Damon Bradshaw there, that's good. That's all you need, Damon Bradshaw. Yeah, I mean, it went as, you know, other than maybe us winning the race, you know, which we right. came damn close. Osborne almost won 250, and, and then Marty, of all people, got a podium and 450. Mm-hmm. That's what you ultimately hope for is to have your guy winning the race in the new gear. But we had seemingly everybody in the field, I felt like. We had riders all over the place, privateers, factory guys. Um, it, you know, the TV, NBC Sports did a great job, as, as always. Uh, so, yeah, I have no complaints. Um, you know, it's, Other than not winning. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it, if you're wondering how things can go from public feedback to riders being happy with what yep. they're wearing – 
uh, I think it was as as good as it's ever been on that level. Uh, also in studio, uh, former racer, maybe? Maybe he's back. Yeah. I don't know. Top Jimmy Albertson. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Too much. Enjoying my time in Vegas. He already said it all. I mean, you get to play yeah. with the Bassets. And play guitar. <laughs> play Bassets. Play guitar. You know, eat a cracked egg. It's all good. Um, I mean, we don't know if you're a former racer yet. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> right now, <laughs> you know, anytime I... Um, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. It's like, like, are you going to retire? And it's like, well, I don't really consider myself retiring because how I've made money before in the past yeah. has not all been based around racing. Right. So it's almost like... Yeah, no, that's yeah. Tim Ferry's line. If you have to work after you, you race, you quit. Yes. You didn't retire. Trey Kennard? Retired. Well, I mean, he's probably going to... You think? Well, I mean, he's he, 26 years old. He Steve. made a lot of money, though, Jimmy. Steve, you can't live... He, per, made a, he made a lot of money. You cannot live for right, well, 75 years of your life without making any paycheck. So Trey Kennard quit? What? Trey Kennard quit? I mean, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> yeah. He will have a job um, after racing eventually. You've been announcing uh, yes. the series, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, I mean, as I told you, I could, see, I could see you as a racer. Literally last year, you were racing against all these dudes, and your whole life you have been. And I could see you being like... Uh, I, I don't want to be here because I'm not racing. Or I can see you being like, you know what? All my friends, all my my people that I enjoy being around are at the races, and now I get to be at the races. So either either way, I could understand if you had either feeling. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think my whole career, of, of it's it's hurt me because I haven't had a super, super competitive nature to where I just like, I see somebody and it's like, oh, I, I'm going to kill them on the track or mm-hmm. get super aggressive. Yeah. And um I think that's why me going to the races now and watching and, and doing the announcing, like it honestly I have a really good time doing it. Um more so this year than I ever have. When I did it in two thousand fifteen I had those feelings you were talking about, like, oh man, I wish I was out there racing. Yep. But now I'm honestly I got released to ride, um to start riding in last week and I haven't ridden yet just because I love to ride but I'm not gonna rush my way into stuff, you know, I'm right. gonna Yep. Wait a couple more weeks and then get home from Loretta's and then do that. Um, all right. Let's talk some Washugal. First up, Jimmy, I'll go with you. Typical Washugal, hard, slippery, uh, you know, shadows. I felt like whether it was the prep of the track or the weather leading up to the race, which, which I don't even know how it was. I felt like this year in the second motos, and JT, you can chime in. I felt it was prep. Like it was still traction there was still yeah. traction out there i don't know what was done differently but this year seemed a little better than mother years i talked to a couple guys and they said it was their favorite washugal yeah. they've ever ridden but why was that i have no clue <laughs> I, you know i knew i know i don't know if you noticed it jt as well but like i noticed there's sand put on the track um a little bit more than okay. than usual yeah. maybe that helped hold moisture better but no yeah. i love i've always loved washugal so it looked awesome. I, I wish yeah. I was out there riding. There was some. I, I saw. I saw traction out there. JT second moto. Yeah, it was all right. Um, I was. I thought it was a little muddy in the morning. Like okay. the ruts got super deep, and yep. then they kind of hardened up. But um, yeah, I mean, Washugo, No matter what, you're going to get hard pack at the end of the day. And you know, they didn't have any dust problems. It wasn't as icy as it can be there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it looked good to me. Um, so Marv won again, two straight. Moto two straight races now one one, um, now the first moto took Eli a little bit to get up there. Uh, second moto he got up there sooner. 
Watching the lap times, though, JT, uh, Marv pulled a, two, a couple of 211s out, which was really fast for that traction, for the, for the time of day the track was in and how rough it was. Pulled a couple of 211s out. Eli's doing 213. About four or five laps in, Eli pulls out a 211. And I'm like, oh. So he got closer to Marv, yeah. so maybe he saw something. So now the race is on. Okay, now we're going to see what Eli's got. And strangely enough, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to maybe ask a couple people also before I write about it. But strangely enough, Eli not only could not duplicate the 211, he couldn't even get the 212s in the second moto. His next best was a 213, which was the next lap or whatever. And Marv kept clicking off 211s. It was the strangest thing. It was almost like Tomac cut the track to get the 211 and could never get that back. You know what I mean? To not even be able to do a 212 while Marv was just boom, boom, pulling back away. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, some, Marv was great. Sometimes, yeah, you put in a sprint lap and you know you nail that lap. But Washugo's tough because traction is always iffy. So sometimes you hit hit your lines and hit your marks and you hit that perfect lap, and then sometimes the line goes away or you just maybe he was trying too hard. That happens at Washugo too. If you know if he starts stressing about Marvin going fast at him, if you try harder at Washugo, sometimes that works against you because you get wheel spin and you override the track basically. So. Eli's going to be the only one that could ever tell you exactly what was going on, but you could tell in the first moto for sure, you know, they had that run in yep. and then Eli never even nope. really could do anything. And I don't know if it was a wake up call from Marv or it rattled Eli or it was a combination of both, but they, they basically, it was like a yo-yo to where Eli caught him. They ran into each other and then a yo-yo the other way the rest Why of the Why was that though? I, I don't know. I mean, it, that's what I think. Marv was, to gave him a look back. And I everything. think it was a combo of the two. Yeah. I think Marv was like, oh, man, I got to go. And then Eli, was, like, I think it rattled him a little bit. Yeah, Marv was saying in the press conference when that incident happened, he, he was just super frustrated with mistakes he was making and stuff. And then after that, yeah. he was able to get going and just focus forward. And at the end of the day, going into this weekend, I'd always picked Tomac. Like, if I really had to let's say go to Vegas here yeah. and put down money. It would have been Tomac or Baggett at one of those, one of those, any of those races that they were riding well. Um, this weekend was the first time I was like, Marvin should win this race. Yeah. Like, he, he's always the, good at Washougal. Yeah. And yeah. be the fastest. And I think that Eli too is, this isn't a great track for him. I mean, it's well, okay. On, but though. That was my next point. So last year, Kenny Roxon destroying everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Eli shows up. Does he go 1-1 one, one or 2-1? He caught him. I think Eli caught him in the first moto and finished second. Second moto, Eli caught yeah, him. Yes, him. it was. And so, that, so that was an amazing race for Tomac. It was, it was a really good race for Tomac, but at the end of the day, I, I think this really suits Marvin's style better. And Tomac, obviously, like last year, Roxon was incredible, but... The second moto last year was nasty for those guys um, at Washougal. I don't know if you guys remember it, but, dude, it was like the track was completely ruined. The square edge bumps were at an all-time high worst uh -huh. that year. Okay. It was dusty. It had shadows everywhere. I think it was one of those deals where Tomac was just like, I can't lose anymore. I'm going to go for yeah. it. And Roxon's thinking, I've got this massive points, points lead. I'm not going to so much worry about it. And Roxon, I believe, did say that in the press conference afterwards, like, yeah, it was sketchy. I yeah. just let him have it. Like right. I wasn't gonna go yeah, for it. Yeah, that's true. I think I think he did say that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised that Marv handled Eli as easy as he did. Yeah. Uh, not that Marv won. If you told me Marv won, I get it. But he 
pretty much was the best guy by far. I, I was so. more surprised on Marv's, Marv, uh, Marvin's performance in um, in Millville, yeah. Minnesota, than yeah. I was here yeah. because typically that is I've seen Tomac on rails there in yeah. 2014. Oh, that yeah. was his first 450 Supercross win, and he went one motocross, or motocross yeah. win, and he yeah. went one one like so easy, yeah, crushing everybody. So for for Marvin to go one one and have fastest qualifier at Millville, that was huge. Um, what do you make of it, JT? Then uh, don't give me then don't give me the people on Twitter or online saying Tomac was checking up for some points. No, don't give oh, me that. He was, no. No, he was pissed. No. He was pissed. He at was the press trying, conference, dude. Well, was, maybe that's because the guy asking the questions was yeah, it was a lunatic. Also. Yeah, <laughs> Eli was Eli was pushing. Yeah, no, he's yeah. trying. I mean, you could see him catching him in the first moto and then he just wasn't able to do it and i think it's uh you know it was really surprising for me last year when um eli was able to go was able to run away from kenny because to me that track is much more built for kenny or marvin than Mm -hmm. it is for eli yep eli's strength is in aggression and he's he's able to just push harder and ride you know he can override tracks better than the other two can um, so for him to be able to do that last year was very surprising. This year was would be more of how I would think it would go. That track is super technical. That's why Wyndham always did well there. It's always the guys that were could find that little bit of extra traction and, and hit their marks perfectly. Like the, the, line, the lines at Washu are very, very precise. That doesn't really strike me as Eli's style. Uh, so I wasn't – it's hard for me to, to really – clarify because last year I was very surprised and this year I was very surprised but I was only surprised this year because of last year right right so if you take last year out of the equation I'm like yeah, yeah. That's, that kind of makes sense like yeah. it's more of a Marvin track yeah. Yeah. Um, so just knowing what I know about all the riders I think that's kind of the way I would have saw that race going Jimmy's got a good point about the track prep though Kenny I remember Kenny saying yeah I was sketchy yeah, like, it was brutal. I didn't like it you know yeah. like yeah. it was it was sketchy so um, yeah interesting um Mars? And I will say this, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be done with this right after that. Last year, they seemed to do a bunch of wall cutout berms. Like, there was walls instead of, like, there's berms this weekend, yeah. on the, but they, were, they actually had a slant to them. Uh-huh. And I feel like when there's walls to bounce off of, there's really, like, not, there's no technique or strategy to that. You just get in the wall and you, you mm-hmm. rip it. Um, t- yesterday... It was like they were slanted at a pretty big, you know, pretty decent angle mm-hmm. on those, and then there was square edges on the walls and the outside. So if you were riding those walls, it wasn't just get into it and go. It was like, okay, I'm on the wall trying to carry momentum, but my rear end could step out at any point. I think Marvin was probably really good at that too. I'm really surprised, JT, about Marv ripping off four straight moto wins here. Like after the knee, you know, kind of things were going. He's riding better now than when he had the red plate. I mean, he got the red plate at Glen Helen with a with a with a win, but it was mm-hmm. kind of like ah, Tomac had a brake problem, and Anderson yeah. whooped him in the second moto, and uh, Blake was maybe all over him in one moto. Like, so he was riding well. Don't get me wrong, but he was not as good as this, and this is post knee injury. Yeah, see, th- this weekend didn't surprise me as much as Millville did. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, that I he was did with, what he did at Millville. Jimmy was saying, yeah, yeah. I, Millville is a track that you can really push the envelope and there's so much traction i mean you can really get after it which kind of is what eli does well uh starts killed him obviously but i just didn't see that 
just blazing fast Eli we've seen at times at Millville. Even though he cut down the lead, I know he was riding well and all that. Um, but I would say Millville was more surprising than Washougal. But to your point, yeah, four in a row is, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, but as we sit here, he's, uh, what, 50 points out of the lead or something like that, almost. Uh, maybe more, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 54. So, you know, for Does he you, catch Baggett? I think for so. second. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 20, it's 22 points right now. Six motos left. Yeah. And I, I know Blake's got to be incredibly frustrated because, you know, I was. I haven't been in many of the races, but I was there this weekend, and you can just see Blake how bummed out he is. Um, he's not able to ride as hard as he wants to, even though he's send you know jumping these crazy jumps and stuff. He's not able to practice like he wants to. He's lost some of that edge that he had earlier in the season, and in the middle of the races, he's he's in pain. He's not having any fun out there. So um, I say yes, but 22 points is you know mm-hmm. still a lot of points. Yeah. So, but if Marv is going to continue this Terry's on, it's not going to take long. Well, Jimmy, um, there's still been a lot of people in the media asking for Marty Davalos to move up over the years. Oh, yeah. There have been. And some of those people just wanted to see him maybe unlock his potential on a bigger bike. Wasn't working out in 250s. Some of those people over the years, maybe they're proven right, Jimmy, with, with Marty Davalos' performances. But uh, I... I I'm on Marty's side with this. Um, with let's, this, let's talk about his third overall, though. Okay, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about that first. I mean, he has been riding incredible this year on the 450, and I, I we did a post race interview with him, and obviously the press conference, we got to ask a lot of these questions, but kind of go back through them. Like it was literally the second moto at Muddy Creek. It was he came from so far back, and realistically, another two laps, he would have been fourth place. He could have mm-hmm. got Pike for fourth. Pike, yeah. And um, just shredding through the field, and I'm thinking, Martin Navalos, this is crazy. And then he kind of disappeared a little bit the next round. It wasn't spectacular. And then was great in the second moto at Southwick, great in the second moto at Millville. And then both motos this weekend rode really, really good. And mm-hmm. it's just like he's so much more consistent and in control in that 450 than he's That's ever been. That's what the people, some of his critics, I don't know if you know any of those people. Yeah. That's what they've been saying. Like, Maybe he's too old to be hyper aggressive 250 dude anymore. Because he's because he's, he's always had talent. He's oh, always been no phenomenal, doubt. talented. He's a heck of a rider, and that's the thing. Like a bad moto for him now is tenth, instead of a bad moto always being a DNF for Marty. Right. You and, know. And he was talking about I don't know if he's mentioned in the press conference, but I interviewed him, and he talked about how him and his trainer Tim Ferry, the great Tim Ferry, the great Tim Ferry. Uh, that's just his name, the great Tim Ferry. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like Tim Mr. Ferry the Great. It's like Tim Gandalf. Ferry the great. Um, but they did a lot of shoulder work to get him stronger for the 450. He said he wasn't as strong as he needed to be. He felt like early in the season, and now they've been working on this, and now it's been going pretty well. So, I mean, look, he's already he's out of the team at the end of the year. He's said that already. The team has told him that. He needs a ride. Would you hire him for 450 Supercross Motocross? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think... Um if I'm like factory Cowie or something like there's just too many guys out there that, that are younger. I hate to say it, Uh you know, he isn't, he is 30 years old. Um, but at the end of the day, if I'm a 250 team that could possibly run a 450 outdoors, even it doesn't matter. I think he'd do just fine on a 250 outdoors as well. Like I think, I think he's just riding better. So he's just, yeah, he's just better. I don't think at 450, 250, it doesn't matter. I think he's riding really good because he was riding awesome in Supercross before all the drama happened with everything and all the you know, ish family issue stuff. 
um, happened, but he was riding phenomenal before then. So I don't know if I'd use the word phenomenal. He was in the chase. Well, in all, for for me, riding phenomenal is ripping off wins on a factory machine with that with his kind of talent. That's phenomenal. He was riding really riding good. Well. Phenomenally. He was, phenomenally. He was good. He I'm was not, good. Okay. So, anyways, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, Martin Navalos, with good preparation going into Supercross season, could win a 250 title. Um, We've been saying if, that. And if he's happened. if he's consistent, if he has, and especially coming off a good outdoor season, uh-huh. like he's never had a great like string going. There's always been some sort of hiccup. So now he's building, building, building. I think. It'd be a shame to see Martin Navalos go to the 450 class in Supercross. He's just got year. a third of what you I know. It would be a shame. It'd be a shame because, to see him get okay, more podiums. All right, all right. You want, you want my, hey, JT, honest, my honest as you, opinion. JT, as usual, these pods are devolved, diluting into a Marvin. That's, Marty conversation. That's our, it's our safe zone. <laughs> uh, it's our safe zone. It's what we know. <laughs> no, it's what every, you know. Every week for 10 minutes, it's a Marty discussion yeah. on these. Okay, so Martin Navalos, I, I, I hate to say it, I'm going to be the guy, that guy. He will not win a 450 Supercross race next year. No. No, no not a chance. Not. No, he will not. He could 100% win a— Jimmy, it's been 12 years. He can't. It can't, Jimmy. That's, that's not 12 true. Years. Look at Zach Osborne. It's been 12, it hasn't been 12 years for Zach. Oh, it's been 10. No. Marty actually has double the amount of starts that Zach does in 250 Supercross. Well, I'm, talking, double. I'm just talking in general well, on, a, on a 250. I'm talking about number of races. He can't, Jimmy. It's been proven for 12 years. Marty can't do it. Now, he should have done it with Pro Circuit. His chain broke. He got hurt. He did, you know, that championship was his. But that was only after three riders got hurt. I'm just saying if he lines up at the first round of Anaheim, he is a threat to win the race. Okay, I'll give you that. Heat race for sure. <laughs> heat race for Tammy's sure. Tammy's heat races. JT, what, he got third at Washougal. Marty Davos just podium for the national. I think Martin's riding better he's than he ever great. has. I mean, he's fast in practice. He's good in the right? motos. He doesn't get tired. Uh, he's char- yeah, that's what I, another thing I mentioned to him. How many late moto charges have we seen this year from Marty? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's gotten... Uh, you mentioned one. Uh, uh, Southwick was great. Southwick, the guy he charged up. 7-4. He- I mean, he's riding well. He has now period. stayed healthy for an extended period of time. And if he continues to stay healthy and goes into Supercross healthy... Those people that wanted him to move up are proven to be smart. No, they're not. At the end of the day, <laughs> Martin no, Davalos... No, they're not. They're not smart. Let's, Martin Davalos, and this is what I was trying to get this point, and we'll be done with Martin soon. Let me just... <laughs> No, drop, let me drop some knowledge on you first. Um, Martin Davalos, he has just been going with teams that are going to pay him money to race a dirt bike. I understand, and that's yep. it's job security. You're not going to if you're a plumber, Jimmy, you're I, not going to go. You're preaching the choir. You're not going to. Yeah, we've, we've had this out, and I know what I'm saying now is look at his results this year on the 450s, and I said, does this get him a 450 rod? You don't think so? No, because 450. JT, what do you think? Uh, Does this consider get a ride? What do you consider a ride? Yeah, you're talking like a factory team, right? Well, what's he got in 250s now, though? Because Geico's full, PC's full, Rockstar's not having him. TLD, I, I don't think I think they're full. I mean, he's going to get a ride somewhere. Rock River. Okay, but something. that's a 450 he's, rod, too, also. You could say that for the same thing. He could ride 250 there, too. I mean, he could ride. No, no, I know, but. He's going to get something. You don't absolutely. Yeah, he's going to get something. No, no, absolutely. But I'm saying, at this point, with 250 rides not looking good for Marty, factory 250 elite rides not looking uh, good. With these results, what about like a Moto Concepts 450 ride? Yeah, that could be something that could be decent. But 
then like he's having this. St- <laughs> I, mean, I, why, I wish yeah. I just had a camera on JT's face. I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Why not? I mean, I'm just it, saying it would be a terrible step down from where he's at right now. Well, I, I, I don't want to go on record as that. I don't want to be. That'd be a drop <laughs> from sound drop for me. That would be a terrible step down. That's, that's, no, it would not be. Then Mike you Genova, just said it. Mike Genova <laughs> mails me anthrax. No, it would not be a terrible. No. Step. It, it was. It's a step down though. I'll say that all day long. It's got to be. I'll you're fly not, a blimp around we don't Anaheim equipment, Stadium. Factory exactly. equipment anymore. Exactly. Well, yeah, you're Husky. That's KTM. That's the bike who's been winning everything. So, okay, so let me get this straight here. I'm defending Marty now, and you guys are shitting on him. Let what? me get that no, straight. Wait, wait. What? what happened? Ow. What happened to this No, that's not what's going on at all. It is not going on This thing on is totally all. flipped. I've just been sitting here telling you, Martin Navalos, like, he is a Supercross championship contender, and you're like, no, bro. No. I am saying 12 years. Nah. I am saying he is ready for the 450 class. I'm saying look that, how good he's riding. I'm saying that it would be a shame to see him go to the 450 in Supercross because Could to make, win a championship is what you want okay, as a racer. Jimmy, he can't win a championship. Can he make a 450 Supercross podium? I would. If this is pretty good, if he can make a 450 Supercross podium, he can win Brock a Tickle 250 did. championship. Brock Tickle did this year 450 Supercross podium. Okay, I'm just um, saying. Why would you rather have a 450 podium or win a Supercross title Jimmy, in the 250 class? JT, Jimmy, Jimmy, it's been 12 J- years. JT, JT, can you answer that question? Jimmy, it's been 12 years. He's not doing it. I'm sorry, he's not doing it. What was the question again? The question is, would you rather... <laughs> okay, wait. We, we have to get off this. We have to, we have to get off this. Would you rather be Martin Davalos getting a third place in the 450 class or yep. Martin Davalos getting a championship in oh, a regional every time. I agree. I like half a million dollars. But Jimmy, ain't it's not happening. It's been 12 years. It's not happening. The motocross gods are not letting Marty, whether it's through injury, a chain break, or a Snapchat controversy, they are not letting Marty <laughs> win a 250 Supercross title. The gods have spoken for 12 years. It's not happening. Okay? So, therefore, look at his results in 450 Motocross this year. Look at his talent. Where can he get a ride? I don't know. I don't think any factory teams on on 250s or 450s right now are going to hire him. Look at purse money in 450s. Look at, we all, JT, do you agree he could get a podium in 40 Supercross? Is it possible? It's possible. I don't think it's likely. If you look at the guys that aren't racing, Reed and Millsaps. And you all mean the, outdoors right now? Webb yeah. and all these guys that, you know, I'm not saying he couldn't have beat those guys, but they are, the fact is they're not out there. But he's been getting forced with those guys out there. I know, but I'm saying, yeah. well, Supercross, those oh, guys yeah, aren't yeah. out there, too. No, Supercross, yeah. He tickles back. There's a yeah. lot of guys out, and I understand that it doesn't matter. you got to be in it to win it, and good for Marty. He's there. He's racing. He beat a lot of fast guys to get a podium. But I'm saying Supercross is going to have a lot more guys. It's never as thin of a field as it is right now. Never. Can I remember in Supercross it being as so thin again, of a field right now? I'm standing up for Marty. That's such... I said it's possible, but it's not as likely as it is right now. You, how are you saying that? You're like, never going to win. Jimmy, I got tw- I am a Marty fan. Jimmy, I got 12 years on my side. What? I got 12 years of his career telling me he's not going to win a Zach Osborne. We just went through that. No, we didn't go through it. Because <laughs> you are still agreeing. on the, He has raced some sort of professional 250 championship every single year and has not won until now. I don't care if it's super cross or not. Okay. It don't make All a damn right. bit of difference right, to me. Let's move on. Uh, Cole um, Seeley. I'm not ready. <laughs> no, okay, Cole Seeley, yeah. All these pods turn into a Marty discussion at some point. It's fabulous it's hair. Fabulous, fabulous hair. Cole Seeley. Cole Seeley, third place. Yeah. First moto. 
JT, would you send him to motocross donations? I think no. I don't think, uh, I think Cole rode really well this weekend, mm -hmm. but I think Cole has been inconsistent in his outdoor career. Uh, and that race is such a pressure cooker and really tough conditions. We'll probably see rain over some course of the weekend being in the UK. I, it's not a slight against Cole. I just don't yeah. think it's the perfect event for him. Because sneakily, with Webb missing races and Anderson missing races, Cole Seeley is fifth in the points. Yeah. yeah. He, he's been really good. Yeah. It's, you know, I, it's not a, I don't want it to be a slight against him. But I don't think that a motocross of, of nations event is his like, specialty either. You know, I just don't think that's a perfect fit for him. Uh, I talked to Wilson after the race. He was kind of bummed. And then I made a comment to him. Sure, Dean, uh, you know, you're bummed, but uh, can you imagine you went 5-6 on the day and you're pissed? Two months ago, a 5-6 at Hangtown or a 5-6 at Glen Helen? He'll take that all day long. I mean, of course, he's not going to be as happy as he was last yeah. weekend, but I think yeah. um, the word pissed off gets thrown out around a little bit too much because if he was truly really upset on his result yeah he would just be hiding and not talking to anybody yeah you no, know i, I do so, th i do think as a media guy you get that whole yeah. what am i supposed to be exactly like? yeah. well yeah. Oh, i didn't do as good as last week and so of course i'm upset right. but now he's stoked yeah life is good for you know Dean who's Wilson. not like that and you know who's not like that over the years has been osborne osborne's Oh, dude. He's always just like, I don't mean this year. I just mean whatever. He's like, yeah, I had a decent day. I mean, I, no, I, better, I told Zach to, yesterday, I was like, dude, hell of a ride today. Good job. And he was like, thanks, man. That was a tough day, but yeah. it was good. Like, he was pumped on it. Yeah. Uh, Pike JT goes 6'8", and uh, first moto was pretty good. Second moto, he said he just couldn't get past anybody. He would move out mm -hmm. of the main line. Yep. Try to get past Norn or try to get past different dudes, and he would yeah. lose time. And you could see it. I was I was watching yeah. uh, up on the hill, and you could see him actively trying to make moves. And he just every time he would try something, he would end up losing time instead mm -hmm. of actually making a move. So he had to be frustrated. I could see it. Uh, where's Christian Craig starts go? They've been okay. Don't get me wrong; they're yeah. not terrible, but haven't been what we expect. He's, he'd been pulling holies or top yeah, three. Yeah, you know what's funny about Christian though is like if he just gets like a third place start, which is a great start, yeah, and not the whole shot. Like, the difference between – if he pulls the whole shot, he seems to be able to, like, gap out the first two laps. But if he doesn't get the whole shot, it's not like he can make two quick, three quick moves to get himself into the lead and uh -huh. do it. Right. It's it's weird, but – Like, he's got to get the lead. He's got to just be, right. like, dead silence out in front of him, and right. he can just crush it. Uh, Bogle had a uh, an allergic reaction, JT, on his social media, he said that? Yeah, uh, I don't – he sounded like he didn't even know what it was. He said he was having a hard time breathing yeah. uh, the last few laps. So um, I, I think the biggest thing is, especially with his contract situation, he wants to make sure that people don't think that he was tired or just couldn't hack it at the end of the moto. Mm -hmm. um, he was actually having some issues. And really, we haven't seen him have big fitness issues this year anyway. So, um, yeah, from to go from you know 6th or 7th to 10th in the last yeah. couple laps is a bad look. And I think you just want to clear the air a bit. Uh, Dakota Alex, 12-12, 10th overall. Quietly, Dakota Alex. Tenth overall. Putting nice. In, putting in rides. Bonus points. Yeah, putting yeah. in good rides. 12 12 for 10th is uh, you're living right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bigger surprise Justin Heft, Justin Heft, Tommy Week, or Dylan Merriam, Jimmy? Um, Dylan Merriam. Yeah, where'd that come from? Uh, I don't even know. I didn't even know who he was until this weekend. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're not a fantasy supercross player? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but he he did a hell of a job last weekend. And Justin Heff, eleven fourteen, he was up there further. I mean, he's photo, been great yeah. too. But Tommy Week, I don't. I thought he would do better. Tommy Week, Tommy lives there, right? Rides yeah. there, runs the track. So there is a little bit of that. I thought he would be like 
like Frederick Norn fast for a little bit, just for a little bit. Yeah. Fast Freddy had a heartbreak of the day. He yeah. was uh, ninth in the first moto or Break eighth. Down. Broke a wheel. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Broken wheel. Yeah. Seventh in the second moto for Fast Freddy. Uh, so that was good. Um, Michelia had one good moto, one bad moto. Um, what about the bear? How do we feel about the bear coming back? Uh, I thought it went pretty well. I was really, really impressed. 16, 19. Yeah, I was really impressed with his ride on Thursday night. Uh, he was great. Yeah. I mean, the best I've seen him ride, like technique-wise and speed and confidence, and I don't know. That's Bowers, maybe, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay. Maybe since Supercross of uh, 15 when he was battling Webb. So um, I don't know that 1619 is an incredible day by any means, but uh, you know, I think it's a good start to getting him back because it was really more the riding that I saw on Thursday that was encouraging yeah. more than results on Saturday. I. Doesn't sound like Grant's coming back for the Nationals. He's out for yeah, the rest I, of them? Yeah, he's done. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was official. Is that official? I, I, no, I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't think he's so, coming back, though. Uh, the 33 is just sitting there. So I was with the Cali guys, and I'm like, dude, you got to put the bear on this thing. You got to put the bear on it. And they're like, well, they're giving suspension, clamps. They're already helping him. And I'm like, yeah, but he needs this bike. I'm like, when you guys are gone for the motos, I'm going to take shit off this bike and go give <laughs> yeah, it to the bear. Do it. Why not? I'm like, you guys will never notice. Like, all the tie and the brakes and everything. I'm like, they're like, what do you need? I'm like, give them the brakes. They're like, the bike's got brakes. <laughs> Anyways, Sternstrom said, I said, he goes, what do you think he's going to do? And I said, I said, what do, you, what do you need out of the bear to give him this bike? <laughs> the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Yeah. So... Eventually, I got out of Bruce that if he went 10-10, Bruce would think about it. He would think about it he at 10-10. He would 10, think 10. about it yeah. at 10-10. And I'm like, I said to Bruce, I'm like, we got it. I said, you better, you're going to be doing you a lot of... You thought he was going to do 10-10? You're going to do a lot of oh, thinking man. later today. Did you think 10-10 before PIR? 10-10 from his scouting report at PIR. He was great at PIR. See? But, I was going to say, no, but before PIR, I mean, I would have said no points all weekend. <laughs> but after I saw he won PIR, I'm like, Ooh, we got a player here. <laughs> Like you know, like, I knew he would be somewhere in the top twenty because of the way the field is. There's yeah. so many guys out. Um, but Again, shitting on Marty. I would have said no to yeah. a ten ten. I would have said no way. Yeah, I was exaggerating a little bit, but I wanted to see what it would take to get on JG's bike. They need a guy. Bike's just sitting there. I think you've got to be inside the top ten, just like JG was, to get that bike. Yeah, but ten ten is not inside the top ten. It would have been 12-12. is 10. Yeah, all he had to do was go 12-12, and he would have freaking done Well, I tried. I tried. Um, Henry Miller, another good ride. Henry Miller. How many people online are going to tell you to get him a factory ride now? No, he needs JG's bike. (laughs) Yeah. Send Henry Miller to Destination. People need to calm down. People need to calm down. People are calm down. I like Henry Miller, as do you. Yeah, yeah, it's not against him. These people people need to calm down. It's like, Jimmy, the worst thing you can do as a rider is get a factory bike, because then you immediately suck and underperform, right? Like, but the hero, the privateer hero guy, who's getting beat by the guys who suck and underperform, they're the heroes. Yeah. You see it every single year. Yep. All he needs is a factory bike. It's not at all what he (laughs) needs. I think the biggest part about getting the factory ride that helps out the most is not having to worry about your practice bike, worry about flying to the races, worry about like financially you feel mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. I don't have this big expense going to the race anymore. Yep. That is the biggest relief out of everything. And don't get me wrong. The bike helps out a lot and not having to worry about anything that's going on with it is just as big of a help. But I don't know. I think 
the factory bike's usually good for a, the actual bike itself is usually only good for one or two. This spots. is literally speaking from a guy that got a factory bike for a few races, JT. <laughs> but having said that, at Washugo we got like seventh, seven or eight what? that weekend. Weeding into you getting a factory bike. I got sixth. Sixth. And okay. I qualified second. Yeah. I'm See, the, I, I was at the race, I remember, but it was like yeah. better than like Henry Miller goes 13-13 this weekend. Not that there's anything wrong yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean. I went, before getting the factory ride, I went seventh at Redbud. I went eighth at Bud's Creek, ninth at Unadilla after right. a crash. And then I went to Washougal and got sixth. Yeah. And I never once had a moto outside of the top ten. Yeah, no, I, I, that's my point exactly. Yeah, is that, that's what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> as great as thirteen thirteen. But then I show up to, then I showed up to Steel City, and I didn't ride for three weeks straight because my shoulder was so screwed up. Rode for a little bit on Wednesday, and couldn't even hang on my bike. My dad's like, "Well, you have to just go up there. You might never, never be able to race a factory motorcycle again." So like, I'll screw it. I'm just gonna go try. I never did more than one prac- one lap in a row in practice and on Saturday just to qualify yeah. in. And then I basically I pulled the whole shot the second moto and almost pulled the whole shot the first moto and got sixth overall. Yeah. And I feel like if I would have been healthy on that bike, I could have been good for probably a fourth. I feel like Honda would have never let you ride Steel City had they known that everybody in Minnesota rode that bike around a track. Oh, dude. Yeah. Did you ever that hear that story? No. He crashes at practicing for Millville on mm-hmm. a factory bike. Has to go to the hospital. Yeah, the bike is there against the tree. Okay, and everybody at the track rode it. Yeah. Your factory bike. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're just everyone's <laughs> taking it for spins. Oh no. Yeah, and oh, I, didn't, no. I didn't know this yeah, until years later. I didn't know this until years later. Freaking some dude down there's like, yeah, man. And then there's actually a photo around somewhere of somebody riding the 702 factory Honda. <laughs> Around Meadow Valley <laughs> with boots, uh, a pair of like riding pants, and a t-shirt. Is it Ronnie Mac? Huh? It, <laughs> it might have been Ronnie <laughs> Mac. It might have been. Ronnie's not from Minnesota. And he doesn't ride four strokes either yeah. anymore anyways. But um, no, yeah, that was so going the, into Millville that year. I legitimately thought that I could have got second at Millville. Because right. I ride Millville really good. Yeah. And I'm thinking like before that race. Oh, I've I've got this down. I can I could go the speed for one lap on my privateer right. bike. So, but. Um, Alex Ray finished both motos, even though Moser worked for him. It's pretty amazing. Oh man, yeah. I, he honestly he. So before before the moto started, he yells at me. He said, "Hey, pick me for fantasy. Pick me for fantasy. I'm gonna do good. Pick me for fantasy." I'm like, "All right. Like you've also lost a lot of weight." Yeah. That's good. You got that going for you. So obviously you've been putting some sort of effort in, or you just stopped eating. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> or now he's really malnourished. <laughs> <You're> super weak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I talked to Mathis right before the motos. He's like, ah, don't. Ah. Ooh, so I run out of the a- truck. Hey, Ray, tell me I got one moto for sure. Yeah. I go running out of the truck and, and Steve can vouch for that. I just literally sprint out of the truck to go get service and took him off my team. So the first moto, I think got 22nd, I want to say. 23rd. 22nd. So, yeah, that would have been a strong performance for what I needed. And then the second moto, he was doing really well again. He crashed three times. But then he kept going, yeah. which normally he would have quit. And then I'm walking back to the truck after the race. like, I told you I wouldn't quit. I'm just like, yeah, good job, even though I didn't even pick him. <laughs> yeah. so, but, he said but, he crashed so hard he blew his glove off. Yeah. <laughs> but above all that, like, good for you, dude. Don't quit. There is no reason to quit. You have no. a ride. You need, you know. You need to be out there. No matter what, unless you're hurt or your bike is broken, keep going. Like, what are you yeah. saving yourself for? 
Uh, Benny Bloss went down the first turn, first moto. Yep. Long yep. time to get going. And he like, came all the way back. Dude, pretty good. He came back to uh, 17th. Yeah. And, I mean, he wasn't just pick, crash, get, pick my bike up. Like, he was, like, down, dusted himself off, get, you know, like. Was it 11th second moto after that? Yeah. I think, I yeah. think 11th is good, JT, for Bloss. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not good. what they're hoping for. By for any by any means, he just got back from injury. No, I know, oh. I know. I mean, he was sixth in the championship last year. That's yeah. what they're looking at. Right. So eleventh is not the end goal, but it's definitely progress um, after Millville. Ricky Dietrich was there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Ricky Dietrich. Yeah, he looks like some sort of mountain man. Does he? He was yeah. in the LCQ. Wow. Um, yeah. Wasn't that long ago? The guy was running top five. It's nationals. Oh nine. On the Cowies. Um, all right. Anything else on forward these? Anything else? Uh, more Marty talk. Marty, <laughs> we can get back into that if you want. I'm always down for that. Uh, not really. Okay. Um, um this is the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. This is the Washugal wrap up. Um, we're talking uh, talking Washugal. That's the 450 class. Uh, when we come back from this commercial, which features uh, Michelin Starcross Five and the folks at Racetech, used code PulpMX17 at Racetech to save with those guys. When we come back from this commercial, we will delve into the uh, 450s. So just uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love, all right? If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. 
If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back! Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine you Star said Protects. we were going to talk about 450s. Talking about 250s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're talking 250s. Oh, okay. I got Marty on the minds. So well, yeah. yeah, we can talk about him and both. Um, so, 250s. What a nutty race. Adam Cincerillo loses his first ever overall with a half a lap to go when Ferrandez passes him. And not only does it take the the overall, JT, he he finishes fourth overall. What a kick to the nuts. It's pretty brutal. Uh, I saw and read that he didn't know. Yeah. He had no idea. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty tough. I can understand losing the overall. Like, you, like that's, you know, there's only one guy that's winning the overall. Yeah. But to go from first to fourth with one pass, that's, uh, that is a kick in the nuts. That's a long flight from Portland to Florida. Mm-hmm. That's probably a seventy five to $100,000. No, not that much. You don't think no. from everybody? Nah. Not, Cowie. Not no. in the 250 class. Goggles, Less. everything. Less. I think I, I that's think a $50,000. Uh, oh, yeah. I would say yeah. somewhere between I, 35 and 50. I'd say 50, yeah. $50,000 half a lap pass because you don't even get a podium bonus. You know what I mean? You, you, no. you got fourth. Nothing. Nothing. You have zero for fourth. <laughs> oh, man. You get a sweet MX Sports And Savachi wins again with a 7-1. <sighs> hey, good for him. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Ones no. and sevens. You know what's crazy Dude. is that 17, 7-1. Oh, yeah. It man. is impossible to predict what Joey's going to do. Impossible right now. Can't do it. Forget it. Well, what was he until, what was he until he crashed in that first moto? No, I don't care. Oh. You watch him at Muddy Creek. He's running like 10th, can't do anything, going backwards. You watch him at Redbud, same thing. Can't do anything with anybody. He's running like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the whole moto. Getting passed by the top guys. Then we go to Millville, wins. 1-2. Then go this weekend, first moto, eh, he was okay. Yeah, he was 6th, and then he crashed back to like 11. That's that's not winning. Then he goes out the second moto and wins again. It's like, what what are you getting? I don't know where you come up with this predictability on him. That's another thing that got overshadowed in the whole chaos of the second moto is like, dude, Plessinger dominated the first moto. It was like he was toying with everybody. He was so much better. And then the second moto, having that going down and well he was only sixth or seventh when he went down yeah like, he wasn't like coming like he was in the first moto no, but he's riding well but still i mean it just goes to show you what a start will do for you in that class like at what, this point what a great second moto though oh it was so awesome right? it was so awesome you know we are so used to seeing the guys i mean all moto the top five were only separated by six seconds yeah that's five guys. I mean, that is yeah. just all over each other. Even at the end, the top five were still separated by six seconds on the last lap. It's just Joey Savacci was had that little bit of an edge and gap, and it wasn't the fight for the lead on the last lap. It was for second, but that was the overall. And we talked about earlier, JT, Dylan Fernandez, man, he, he came on the last couple laps in that second motor to make it happen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was surprising. I... You know, he those guys kind of moved up past him. Zacho got him. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but 
I was really surprised by kind of the lack of urgency from Adam a little bit. And I know he's not trying to add points on in the mid-moto or whatever, but, you know, RJ and Savachi were kind of going at it. And I felt like he had a chance there to get in the mix of those guys. And when Zach was coming, he got Ferrandis and he picked up Ferrandis's urgency level. And it, feel, it felt like Adam just kind of got lost in that. He didn't push up to Joey and, and RJ to get in that mix. And then Zach brought the intensity up with Ferrandis and then they kind of swallowed him. And it just kind of was a lost opportunity. And I'm sure as he's watching it, you know, he can replay all of that and understand it. And it's hard to, in real time, understand the, the situation and see where the pace is and where opportunities are. Um, but man, you you want to look back over races in your career and be like, ones that got away, that one's going to stick with him for a while. Yeah. Um, and Osborne came from outside the top 20, fell in the first moto, and then came from uh, about 10th in the second moto. Yep. I but mean, it took just, him a while to get going, second moto. He wasn't really well, making a lot of time. He said, he said that he threw up yeah, after the first. He said the first moto was, took a, pushed too much. Yeah, yeah. He said he pushed a lot. Yeah. Um, but again, like, he loses one point to Savachi in the title, which doesn't even matter. No. And it could have been another disaster. The guy's just, we say it every week, Jimmy, you're not listening to the show, but JT and I and Weege. And he's a machine. He's just, yeah, this is it, man. He's just, he's in phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it, he's going to clinch this. He's 20, 74 He realistically up. could, at the next round, yep. uh, clinch it if, if J-Mart has an awful race. Because, yep. I mean, I don't, they say that Alex might be back for, Unadilla, they're talking right. like it, but um, it's going to be tough for him to come back. And if he does, he's not going to be, he'll be maybe 75%, you know, yeah. as far as like speed wise. You better tell Max to get that number one jersey ready for Dilla, JT. You never know. Yeah, you don't. Seriously. Like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's only 74, 74 points. Yeah. Um, How far is he ahead of Savachi? Uh, it's like almost 196, I think. Okay, um, yeah, so. Yeah. He could. Hey, hey, but most likely he'll clinch it at Buds, the track that gave him the snack pack nickname. Mm. And then he also went back to 18th. And then he has his first overall at that track, too. No, his first overall was High Point. Morris, yeah. Last year. Oh, yeah, High Point last year. Maybe he won a moto at Buds or something. He won a moto at Buds in 15. Okay, Okay, yeah, so. No. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, how funny would that be? Ironic that he clinches it at Buds, probably at this track that. Ping gave him the snack pack nickname. Mm-hmm. He told me in a podcast a month ago that looking back on it, he was leading 10 minutes in. And how hard is it to go to 18th without a crash after 10 minutes of leading? Yep. He goes, that's how bad it yep. was. I like, was there. I was on the starting line watching this meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was bad. Like, it is really hard work to go to 18th without a crash. But you know what's It was hot that day. You know what's was impressive really is leading for 10 minutes and going to 18th and not pulling off once you... <laughs> you know what I mean? That is the most yeah. impressive part, so... Um, RJ Hampshire has ridden well, man. He's yeah. done really well. Like, I think... I thought his contract was up. I, I talked to somebody who said it I wasn't. Did, yeah, I thought it was too. I thought somebody said it wasn't. Oh, really? But So I was kind of thinking he was riding for a Me ride. Me too. That's what I was about to say. But I don't know. I'll find out. I'll text, I'll text somebody at Geico. But I think, um, yeah. he's been good, man. Geico he's been really good. Silly I thought he and sign Jordan signed the same Two-year term deal last year. Yeah. yeah, Jordan got out right. with a year to yep. go. Yeah, that doesn't – I don't know. We need to double check. No, no. That. They both signed two-year deals. Uh no, that was last year. Yeah, Jordan got yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan got, got out early. Right, right. When is Jordan going to come back? Uh, I don't think. No, he's out. I think he's out, out for Supercross. Yeah, yeah, maybe Monster Cup. Um, Plessinger. Well, we talked about him. One nine. 
This is why JT. This is why it, it's I plus, talked plus, about hey, it. It's he got plus into a singer. Yeah, he ran into somebody, hit yeah. somebody, Sakamoto. Something happened. He yeah, said yeah, it just yeah. threw him off. I, I wasn't able to see it, but something happened with him and Sakamoto where. And, and I don't care. I, I, I don't care what anybody. This JMR thing has not worked out. Yeah, he's won. But, dude, the last two races at his home track, he, he got crashed. Passed. He had a big crash in practice, though, that Wait, threw him off. Millville? Yeah, Millville. Or something happened. I never heard anything about that, actually. I wasn't there. Up. Yeah, I don't know. I, okay. I was talking to Greta okay. before the first moto. And mm. it yeah, he, didn't talk, he, didn't, he didn't publicly say no, that anywhere. No, no, I didn't hear that at all. It sounded like he was pretty beat up going in the moto. So that's... And, and Washugo, he goes 9-6. Uh, like... Yeah, he was just kind of floating back there. Osborne, yeah. when Osborne, Maybe he's hurt. I don't know. He had a good run when Osborne caught him. Yeah, when Osborne got to him, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a wake-up call. Like, he's got to go with him. And then he just kind of wasn't able to. Like, he rode okay, but, I mean, it's nothing like the J-Mart we've seen in the past. It's almost reminiscent of the J-Mart of last year and just kind of like, kind of scratching your head. Because you know what he's capable of. Yeah. We've seen the level he has, but... It I, sucks I, because I, I think Southwick... Um, yeah, personally, I think it freaked him out mentally that he just didn't have enough that second moto to charge forward, and then it just it's yeah. snowball effect. We've yeah. seen it happen with him it's, the opposite way a lot, like to where he just snowballs and the good way, and he's completely just this unstoppable machine. But I think that his Achilles heel is the fact that he can just as easily snowball the opposite way, and it just all go to hell. Okay, so. By all accounts, he's moving to 450s next year. I don't see that happening now. No, I don't either. Not 450 Supercross. <sighs> yeah. I mean, he's telling everybody that when he signed. Geico told everybody that. Right. I, I just. I don't know. I, they've got some hard. They've got some decisions to make for sure. I mean, I don't. I think when they hired him, they hired him to be the 250 Super or uh, well Supercross and Outdoor Champ for sure. Yeah. I think that was their plan, or at least be massively close to it. Well, yeah, yeah I, that yeah, was yeah. their big hope. Right. You know, they. I think they paid him big money for the you know for their budget to go win and it hasn't worked out so they've got a new bike i think that'll help a lot i think uh there were there have been people over there that have felt that they're behind a little bit on the technology side just because that bike's been around for too long um so maybe equipment will, will be you know a big step forward but we'll see i mean he's gotten great starts but i do know there are people that have been on that team and left that team that said they were pretty far behind on the equipment side they were last year they're they're their their bikes were slow last right. year. The only this year I, they've been. The only better. thing I worry about is you're right. They, that new bike looks good. Two two cams and dual exhaust and you know modern package with the four fifties. But sometimes we've seen the first the year yeah. first model year be a bit hard to figure out for guys. So. Right. Well, the the um, thing about it, two fifties are lighter, so you don't have to worry about chassis setup yeah. as much because it doesn't put the load on the frame. Right. So I think it'll be a lot easier for them to get the bike handling right. I don't know who Austin Root is. I was thinking he was a local, but he's from South Carolina. Yep. So nice job, Austin. That was a great ride from me. I've, I've watched him pretty closely all year because of fantasy purposes, which for those of you who do not play fantasy motocross, if you've ever wanted to have your entire weekend hinge on someone you've never heard of, <laughs> <laughs> sign up for fantasy motocross. Yes. So uh, he rode really, really well, and he wasn't on my team. And Kyle Bentley, there's a few other guys that we play with that had him picked, and I was secretly hoping that he would DNF, but uh, alas, he was super solid. I picked Bradley Taft. He had a decent day. I did too. Yeah, he had yeah. a decent day. Um, Luke Reslin had a good day. Mm-hmm. Luke you, told, you told everybody to stay away. 
Tenth, tenth to second moto. Twelve ten. You told everybody to stay away. Um, Mitchell Harrison rode really good in the first moto, but got passed on the last in the whoops on yeah, the last by, lap. Uh, yeah, by Zacho. By right? Zacho. Yeah. Yep. He almost got Ferrandez. Yeah, too. it was, it was close. Yep. Um, yeah, he rode well. Mitchell Harrison's been good this year. Yeah, he has. I wonder if he stays at Star. I don't know. Um, Kyle Cunningham. I had him in fantasy thanks to his bike not starting. In the, and he did the well the second yeah, moto, though. 11th yeah. second moto. He's good at Washugo. That's a good track. Yep. Normally. He has his best finish for right. us last year. If I'm Austin Root, I 100% put Groot on the back of my pants from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I, I've never, never seen, seen that movie. Yeah, I know what sorry. you're talking about. He's that little dude. Yeah. 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 Well, no, the first movie he was a big dude, but yeah. Oh, well, now he's a, that's, yeah, now shows he's a little shows dude. Shows you what but, I know. No, no, but Root in the ground, tree. The guy's a tree in the movie, Groot. I think it'd be cool to be Yonder Groot. No. Yeah, he's um, way more than some stupid or he could put, character. He could put the roots on the back. Like Groot. Ben. Make a Groot. Stamp it. Um, ben Evans, former Canadian national title. He was on my fantasy hopeful. team. He, was on my fantasy team. Uh, he, he raced in Canada for a few Boise, years. Boise, Idaho native. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Ben Evans' name in the results for a long time. He races locally up there. Yep. There's a big series up there called the RMX. I raced, Ben's around my age. I raced him growing up. Yeah, he raced that RMX series all the time. Um, so yeah, he shows up. Ben Evans did, did all right. Um, what else? Nick Gaines, steady day. He's for, been good for all, all year, man. Yeah. I'm just glad to see him staying healthy for he a little bit. He doesn't crash. Yep. He doesn't do anything crazy. For all the jokes we made outdoors, he's just yep. super steady all the time. Uh, Jimmy, where are you at on Chase Sexton's performance since joining the series at uh, High Point? I think it's been good. I yeah. think it's been um, quiet, right? Uh, yeah, quiet. I don't think that Geico could be asking much more for him. Yeah. No, he's doing. He's definitely. We, we haven't seen him lead a lap. We haven't seen him start up front, really. No, right? but he's yeah, had yeah. he's had rides where he's charged from the back. Yeah. Um, he's been getting decent starts, though not great starts. I want to say Millville or uh, this weekend. His fastest lap was his very last lap. Really? Auto. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. Sexton. I like him. He's a good kid too. Um, he stayed down in Oklahoma for a little while, and him and Fortner used to ride, run around together at Raynard's place. So. Good kid. He's from, coming back for Unadilla? Um, I don't. I'm not sure. Oh, I haven't okay. really talked to him much. I know Georgia was talking with him the other day, and um, I think that they're going to be really cautious about, you know, wrist or something with him. Um, head concussion. Oh, concussion. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're um, going to make sure that's all good. But and Justin Hill battling a wrist. That's it. I got yeah, is that what that is? Wrist. wrist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was at Millville in practice. Yeah. So he didn't. He qualified this weekend, but didn't didn't race. <sighs> yeah. So, anybody have anything on Mark Worth? Why are you DNF? Both no, ones? but I almost Oh, dislocated fantasy. shoulder. Ooh, oh, okay. That's good. Oh, that's not good. Um, John Ames killed fantasy te- fantasy people everywhere. Bike problems. Bikes, yeah. Bike blew up or something. Yeah, he, so. was, he was close to being on my team. Um, all right. Uh, so, weekend off. Three races to go. Tomac and Osborne looking good to, to do this. Um, we'll probably touch on this on the Pulp Show, but let's let's touch on Motocross Nations a little bit. Mm. So, Anderson's not going, we found out. Eli said this weekend he's not going. You think we could get Roger to let us do a pulp contest? To have somebody oh go? God. Yeah. Like Alex Ray or the 70 Deuce? That spot. would be awesome. <laughs> Give away that the third spot. That would be a spot. No. A draw. Uh, yeah. Have seven uh, Deuce Deuce. Seven Deuce Deuce and Alex Ray race. And then like Raining Yellow is the third rider. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like it. That. I like it a lot. Dude, honestly, I'm. don't go. Don't go. Osborne would be crushed. He wants to go. What if we got... Osborne would just butt his way onto Puerto Rico yeah, if that yeah. happened. What if we got just like the backflip thing if we get Mark's Mark's dog? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already pulled the backflip. We get Michelin to kick in some money, give him some star crosses. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll dress him up as the Michelin man right. on yes. the bike. Um, hey, Osborne's had the star crosses dude, on the a bike before. He's seriously, a Michelin guy. Seriously. Don't go. Nah, is, is that, nah is that, you gotta go. No, yeah? Yeah, you just go. I want to go. I hope they go because I want to go. They're going to go. I'm going. They're going to go. I'm going, too. I'm going, going t- so yeah. If, you, if USA doesn't go, I'm not going. I've already bought my ticket. I'm not going. If okay. They go. Well, I'm going. Look, I want your wife's from there. <laughs> yeah, want, yeah, we're going to visit family and just so happen to be in England this I year. I 100% <laughs> think they will go, but I say don't go. Like, if you can't, if you're on your third and fourth choices, 450-wise, which is what it's going to be, because yeah. number one would be Tomac, number two would be Anderson. Or Baggett. Or Baggett. Number three would be Baggett, okay, or whatever, two, three. So now we're on a fourth and a fifth choice mm-hmm. for 450 riders. Yep. And we're at Webb. He's been riding. Fourth and a fifth choice? How do you – I mean, even you're looking at Barsha's another good one who's out now. No, but he wouldn't – he would be in the mix with a, a Sealy or He rides or really Webb. good at motocross No, Nation, I know, but I'm so. saying – I'm just saying – he wouldn't be in the mix of guys that we just named. Yeah, no, we're I on agree. a fourth and a fifth choice because Anderson, Baggett, and Tomac are all better for this mm-hmm. year. Yes, and they're they're hurt or not wanting to go. Yep. So you're you're on your fourth choice and fifth choice because you need two, and maybe if Webb says no, I'm not having a good year. Now you're on your fifth choice and your sixth choice. I mean, Webb's still hurt too. Like it's not even like he's yeah. just not riding well. Yeah. Like ah, he's been right. good. We'll send him. He's well, he's hurt. Not everybody thinks that. Well, <laughs> he was wearing a knee brace in his Instagram picture last night. I do think he's hurt. I, okay. I had my speculations, but obviously that's why it's speculation. There's all, you right. can always be wrong. Um, but your point is well made. I mean, even even our fourth and fifth, who I yes. would I would say are Webb and Barsha. Yep, they're out. Yeah, yeah, Barsha. They're not. Go- I don't think it wasn't good go. this weekend. No, I don't think he. I think he's out because of team changes, and he just and hit his head real bad. Had, yeah. yeah, there's Webb, no reason for him to come. Webb's back. waiting on his new bike that he hasn't gotten, and he's hurt. So you now know, we're at a like, sixth and a seventh choice. You're at that's, you're at that's Pike, what I'm Pike, See? Sealy. Um, okay, and so look, no Craig. no disrespect to those guys. Don't go in the 450 class, but then you can grab a 250 guy. Um, Who put would it, you put putting, on a 450 on a two out of 250s? Osborne. No, I would put J-Mart on a 450. Or J-Mart, yeah, I mean, the Honda stuff, but we were talking about J-Mart Were you earlier. at Washougal? Yeah, I was. But okay. I also, I think on a factory 450, I think it's a lot different story than the bike he's riding right now and how he's feeling out there. Uh, so A good yeah. change of pace, kind of like Supercross. Okay, yeah, yeah, so J-Mart, Osborne on 450s, and A-Mart on 250s? I think that's the best. The but A-Mart, A-Mart yes. too. Yeah. You you had said that when we first started talking about this at, at breakfast. He said Amart, Jmart, and Osborne, and I was like, oh yeah, a little bit. But now I'm seeing clear. That's Plessinger? that's ooh Plessinger. I didn't even thought about that. Yes, but it, look what we're talking yeah. about. That's yeah. what I'm I mean, saying. We're piecing it together. Plessinger on a 450. Yeah, yeah, hey, Aaron, you've never raced one before, but jump on I it. I mean, there's no good or bad answer at this point because it's all, like, last last resort type stuff. Yeah. Like, you're putting people on bikes they've never raced before. Right. How did I not think of Plessinger? He's never Jimmy raced a 450. Like, no, that he's, no, no, that, that like, no, he's. Honestly, send you two. Yeah, let's no. do it. Let's do it. I'm, I might not be going to watch. Ronnie Mack. Chad's got a USA passport. 
Huh? Chad's got USA passport. <laughs> no, that's that, GL. Also. That is not a good idea. GL and Chad, they will drink was, anybody under the yes, table. <laughs> as long as they made all the riders go out and drink on Saturday night uh-huh. before the event on Sunday, I think Chad and GL yeah, may no be one, able to take it. No one can race as good hungover as no. Chad can. It'd be Chad, GL, and Josh Demuth. That's your team. <laughs> Russian Bob, I feel, could handle also the booze no. and race. Yeah, it's just like a genes thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hereditary. Um, honestly, though. Like, again, they're going to send a team, but don't go. It just doesn't work out. I don't I, Poor Osborne because he's dying to go. Yeah. I think it's it's too early to completely give up on it, but it's we're in a, we're in a really bad place. We're in a dark, <laughs> dark, 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 place. dark, dark place. So. I don't know, man. Well, at that point, if you're, if you're USA, then why don't you just freaking have Welton... Sinai and and uh, Covington be your team. No, they already aren't a team. I know they're on Puerto Rico, but it's like... Please. Hey, uh, literally right now, Zach Osborne just texted me saying, where's the post-race podcast as we're discussing yes, Zach Osborne? Yes. Nice. That's really creepy. He's Zach, training for Motocross Nation. Oh, he right already now. is. So so much. He's already got his. Well, since sh- he, he's since, already got a shitty RV rented hey. and ready to go. <laughs> he's he's loving life. Since he asked, since he's going to listen to this now, I'll tell you what, we got to go for Zach Osborne's sake. We got to go. Yes, we got to <laughs> yeah, go. Oh, yeah, now, you're, now you're Zach. <laughs> the only reason I'm not all in on your USA shouldn't go thing is because I really want to go. I enjoy. I'm going, going anyways. I don't I'm care. not. I'm not. I enjoy going. I I have a great time going with Steve, and it's just an awesome event period we've lost every year but i still love going and i want to go so i'm hoping we go i'm hoping we piece something together i'm guessing that even if they did not want to fund it did not want to do it zach has made decent enough bonus some bonus money this year he would just fund the whole team (laughs) he would he would call trump up Get him fired up. Troll. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. Call troll, dude. Tro- Phil? Yeah. Phil, call- troll, and Osborne. Oh, God. Phil was lo- Phil was lobbying for J-Mart on a 450. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Phil's an idiot. <laughs> That's what Phil I said. So, anyway, so now I'm an idiot, too? No. I don't think you put J-Mart on a big bike. Not at all. I, I think that's crazy talk. But, Why? But at this point... Yeah, what else is there? Like, yeah, but yeah. okay. But are we ignoring Sealy? He's fifth in the points. I'm not ignoring him. I just don't think it's the perfect He's event for him. Fifth in the points. Yeah, absolutely. And he got yeah, he got third in the first. He rode moto really last well the first moto, like crazy good. Yeah, I think he only finished like twenty twenty two seconds off of Tomac. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, I hate saying that because it sounds like I sound like such a dick by saying that Sealy isn't the best pick. And it's, I just don't think that's a great event for him. I think it's the, I've seen that track a bunch. I've watched it, watched GPs, I've watched Motocross Nations. It's going to be tough. It's going to be ruddy. It's going to probably deal with inclement weather at some point. Uh, I just don't think it's the perfect track for him. Washougal, hard, slippery, technical. That's a good track for Cole. I don't, my my I, whole thing with Cole is you won't know whether or not he's a good pick for the team until the last what happens at the last two rounds outdoor nationals. Oh, it's got to be picked by then, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If 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 you pick the team after this weekend, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's run with Sealy because he's got a good he's got good streaks in him." But you never know what might happen in these next three rounds, and then all of a sudden they're yeah. they're stuck on Sealy. But 
I don't know. Sealy's one of those guys every year going into Supercross. I never think of his name, and then we show up at Anaheim, and I'm like, "Well, Cole Sealy's amazing." Some like, of us, some, <laughs> of, us, know, some of us picked him for multiple wins in in 17 Supercross series. You did him and Marty, right? You did. No, I picked Sealy. Yeah, well, he picked I said Sealy this, to win. I said it was going to be. I thought I was, I was higher on that bike than maybe I should have been. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I've been hearing. Some really good things about that bike. The bike is awesome, but well, it still has the yeah, same yeah. characteristic as the other bike. Kick did. Kenny up and kick Kenny right out. I mean, that's... Stop it. It's notorious for unloading, Stop yes. It. Stop it. <laughs> you know what bike's un- not notorious for unloading? is mine, because I don't have ever unloaded Yes, you anymore. never unload it out of the <laughs> truck, ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to unload on the track when it hasn't been unloaded out of your truck. All right, everybody. This is the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. presented by Alpine Star Protects. Watch Shugel wrap up, prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. For 2018, they've created their lightest, most comfortable, and durable gear yet. Jimmy, you should have never left Fly because you saw that 18 stuff. Oh, it is man. absolutely banging. Here we go. Banging. What do you mean? I, I like all the Fly guys. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? Before this year, I would have said. I saw an un- before I just saw the new stuff come out. Fly in my mind was some of the most disgusting looking gear last year. Stop it! Ever, I swear, I swear. I'm I'm being honest. And I looked at the new stuff this year, and it's some of my favorite stuff I've seen so far. I so- saw a rider that shall go nameless who used to wear Fly call Max over and be like, "I got to talk to you about 18." And if I was Max, I would have told this guy to pound rock, pound sand because he left Fly. Pound rocks and sand, and pound both. Pound sandy rocks. Instead, Max is like, "Yeah, we can talk." This unnamed rider, and I'm like, no, bro, you left Fly. Like, you can't come was back. David Villeman? You can't. <laughs> no, it's not David okay. Villeman. Just you can't sure. come back because now you like the 18 stuff. No, beat it. Yeah, you're off the island. No, Max will probably still call him back though. No, so, I, it's a good company. Uh, did, his, did his did this rider's mechanic have a horse head on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? He may or may not have. <laughs> may or may not have. <laughs> okay, yeah. This mechanic may or may his mechanic may or may not have had a crown royal bag in the <laughs> yeah. top drawer of his toolbox. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, fly racing. Jimmy Albertson, Jason Thomas, uh, presented by Alpine Star Protects. This is Washugo wrap up. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, yeah, please flyracing.com. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, 
I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take your money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.